You're listening to a University of Kentucky College of Arts and Sciences podcast. At UK, the Formation and Evolution of Galaxies group is a team of graduate students, postdoctoral fellows, and faculty who predict and simulate the galactic mechanics of the early universe. In this podcast, we talk to Isaac Schlossman, the group's faculty lead, about an observational discovery made in the fall of 2011. My name is Isaac Schlossman, and uh, I am professor uh, of physics and astronomy here in the physics and astronomy department. So recently there was a press release in which UK took part. Uh, Yes, we had a part in uh, interesting uh, investigation. Uh, It was primarily observational research by uh, quite a diverse group led by uh, Dr. Michele Trenti from University of Colorado, Boulder, and other people across Europe and in the States. So the idea was uh, to look for uh, objects in the universe which uh, are as far away as possible and as close to the origin of the universe, to the Big Bang, such objects been found. Uh, this is at present probably the most uh, distant object that is officially recorded. Uh, the time we observe it is about 600 million years after the Big Bang, which is 13.1 billion years ago. And this is a group of galaxies uh, which are just forming and uh, they are clustered in space. They're called Cluster of Galaxies. And is this with the Hubble telescope? Yeah, the observations, of course, been done with uh, Hubble. The Hubble it was recently upgraded, and it was uh, really instrumental in making this possible. And how did UK contribute to this research? Okay, yes, the uh, discovery is, of course, uh, observational discovery. But uh, as it usually happens, uh, there is uh, theoretical research which uh, tries to uh, foresee what we can uh, detect in the sky. And in this respect, our group here at the department, myself and my uh, postdoctoral fellow, Emilio Romano Diaz, we ran a few models that predicted the properties of the clustered galaxies uh, that was later discovered by the Hubble. Okay, cool. And what type of research does the group do? Is it building theoretical models of behavior or...? Uh, At present, we focus on a completely new component uh, in astronomy, which is building uh, numerical models. You use supercomputers, like the one that we have now at UK. So what we try to do is what the astronomy in the past was prevented from. Normally, physics is an experimental science. You do experiment, you build theories, In astronomy, it's very difficult to do experiments because we cannot yet create universes, stars, or even galaxies. So we build the virtual models. We do the virtual experiment. We more or less know how the universe, uh, well, what happened in the universe after the Big Bang. The universe is made, uh, if we talk about matter, uh, just above 80% of uh, matter is dark matter. We know that it interacts uh, gravitationally like normal matter. It apparently doesn't interact with, uh, with light, with radiation. But then there is less than 20%, about 17%, 
are what we call baryons. This is the gas and everything which made out of regular matter. So the idea is, the present status is, we more or less know how the dark matter creates the backbone, the large-scale structure in the universe. But we don't yet know how the galaxies form because this involves a regular matter which interacts with the dark matter and that makes it much more complicated just because the regular matter can uh, dissipate its energy, okay, radiate it away, which dark matter cannot do because it has nothing to do with radiation. So the, the focus is uh, trying to understand how the regular matter fits, how its dissipation creates the galaxies that we see. We try to make the properties of the regular matter as simple as possible, and then by incrementally making it more complex, we see newer and newer effects, additional effects. And so that's where the supercomputers come in, is being able to make your models more and more complex to run these Right. I mean, it's absolutely impossible to imagine today that uh, suddenly the supercomputers disappear. It's like in the physics suddenly would disappear the ability to do an experiment. And what can you do? So what current projects are you guys working on? We would like to prepare ourselves and, and make predictions for the next few years. The Hubble telescope becomes obsolete, uh, not because it is a bad instrument, but because something better will come up, JWST, James Webb Space Telescope, which will be really a modern telescope. You need to remember that uh, Hubble was designed really in the 60s, and all the technology is that of the 1960s. So the new telescope, uh, it will be able to directly observe the epoch of uh, galaxy formation. And so we would like to predict how the galaxies at this early epoch, how do they look? This is also the epoch that supermassive black holes uh, grew like crazy, and so there should be a lot of quasars coming up the line at that time, and this is also a part of our interest. We try to understand if we put a seed black hole in the centers of these galaxies. These are the ones that we're uh, looking on, for example, on the symbiotic growth of galaxies and black holes. Moving forward in the future, what are some things that you hope the group will be able to get to? Uh, the things that everybody is waiting for, including us, is when you do research, uh, something unexpected comes up. Because if, the, if everything would be expected, then the research would be boring. There are many aspects of evolution, galaxy evolution, black hole evolution at that time, which are just, we don't know even what kind of questions to ask. Has that happened in the past where some new discovery comes up that's completely shaken up your models and you've had to revisit old research? Oh, yes. Uh, that happens all the time uh, because the questions that you ask are uh, as sophisticated as your knowledge at this particular point. Doing research, you come up with, uh, usually, clear evidence that either you've been right or you've been wrong. Both are good because they tell you which way to go. Thanks for listening. And thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences and the Department of Physics and Astronomy for making this podcast possible.